want you to turn to your neighbor right now and tell them the best thing that happened to you this week. Turn to them right now. Best thing that happened this past week. Some of you look like you're having a tough time. What was hilarious about that was looking at something like, man, I, I don't even know. I mean, like, hopefully it's been a, a, an okay week at least, maybe a great week. Here's something that I've discovered that I found very surprising that all ages love to do. And I mean all ages. I mean, this transcends all the generation gaps. Every age group I've ever known loves to reminisce. And I remember being surprised by this, hearing my own kids, like if we're on a trip somewhere, driving in a car, we'll just start talking about different things, and even my own kids will start reminiscing. I'm like, you're too young to reminisce. You know what I mean? Like I remember even Cameron seems to really enjoy this. I remember when he was a, a little boy saying, I remember when I was growing up, and I want to say, wait, you're still growing up. Like you're, you're a kid still. But he loves to think back, and what, what's amazing to me is how much they remember in such great detail, like we went to that place and I wore that and we did this and you said that and that hurt my feelings and they, they remember every bit of that you know they love to reminisce and, and I think that's really cool I think we all enjoy doing that and I know you might be getting together with family some this weekend if you haven't already and it seems like every time we get together we'll talk about something cool that happened to us something neat that we did something cool we saw and I don't know about you but the further you move away from it, the more powerful it is even. Like those memories become more and more appreciated as you think back at them. Like that was really neat. That was really cool. Now again, Memorial Weekend is about remembering and we've already said that over and over again. When I think about those who've gone on before us that I can't go and see and hang out with anymore, the first person I always think of is my mammal. And I think about all the things we did. I can remember going to her house every Christmas Eve. And I remember going on to her house on Saturdays. And she made the most amazing food. It was so awesome. And then when we would go, when I'd come home from college, apparently my body had changed in college and had adapted to cafeteria food. So when we'd go home to visit my family, I would go to her house on Saturday and we would eat that pork uh, roast that she would always make and mashed potatoes and corn and green beans everything came right from the, the Clark Garden I believe and I would my body would reject it almost because I was so unused to it it's like hurt my belly but like give me more give me more I love those times we would play cards together we would hang out together and one thing I remember though is that every trip to Mamaw's house was a trip to the very feet of Jesus she spoke love and Christ into us like never before Memorial Day is powerful, I think, because it does cause us to pause and reminisce a little bit about those who have gone before us. And, and we mentioned the troops earlier. I, the older I get, the more I crave knowing more. I don't fully understand the sacrifice. I love popping over every now and then to History Channel and hearing more about the wars, the battles, the sacrifices. I love the movies of the, of the true stories of valor where real men and real women literally laid down their life for their country. Love reminiscing about that. You know, I think what it is, I think we all find ourselves in awe 
of great acts of love and great acts of sacrifice. I think it draws us in. And it reminds me of something I find in this passage. In a moment, we'll be in Psalm 78 together. If you have your Bible, you can turn there if you want to. We'll have it on the screen in a minute. But before we go there, there's a passage we look at a lot here at Hickory Grove. We look at Acts chapter 2, the last part of that chapter, 42 through 47. It really gives an amazing description of the church, what the church looks like. We find, as we read that passage, there in the first century when the church was born, they would gather together in the temple courts and worship as a large group. They would go into homes and, and break bread together, much like the way we did today. But it wasn't just that. They would just eat together and hang out together. And they would learn together in these small groups in their homes. And they met each other's needs, not only within the church, but even outside in their community. It's a beautiful portrayal of what the church looks like. But there's this one verse sort of embedded in that passage that I sometimes sweep over a little bit, and it's Acts 2.43. It says, Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. I don't want to forget that, that one of the big pieces of glue of the church, and I still think it's true today, is the wonders. It's the stories of all that God is and all that he has done. They were all witnesses to that, and it bound them together. See, God does things that leave us amazed, that leave us in awe. I don't know about you, but I've seen him transform lives. I've, I've seen him melt the hearts of stone of men whom I thought were completely hardened by life's hardships, never to be melted. I've seen God miraculously heal in physical ways. I've seen God provide financially just the right amount at just the right time in just the right way. I don't want to ever forget all the amazing wonders of God that he has done. And as we saw in that one verse in Acts 2, that's what bound them together. It was a glue for them. They were all there together worshiping in the temple courts, gathering in homes, breaking bread together, celebrating and praising God because they were all witnesses they were all together witnesses of the wonders of God. See, the wonders of God are what bring us to Him, and it's what brings us together. It really is what brings us to Him. I don't know if you ever think back of your original thoughts of faith, but I, as I go back as far as I can remember thinking about God, Somewhere along the way, probably my mamma, probably other people in my life, they deeply planted these seeds in my heart that God was a big God and that he really could do anything. <laughs> so even though I had not began following Jesus yet, I still prayed big prayers. Most of my prayers involved praying for my Kentucky Wildcats to win, praying for my favorite teams to win, and I would pray hard. And I believed he could do it, and fortunately, being a Kentucky Wildcat fan, is I was like, thank God they won. Yes, they won a lot, but then when they would lose, I'd be like, what happened? And I would blame it on me. I'm like, it was that lie I told. It was uh, that, that act of disobedience to my parents this week. He didn't hear my prayer. I might have to behave better so my cats can win. This is the weird stuff I thought growing up, you know? That's a whole other sermon. Thinking that way isn't the right way of thinking, so don't hear me say that. But there was something as a child that believed that God could do anything and I could come to him with anything and he was big enough to do anything. And friends, I hope and pray that never dies because he is a wonderful God 
who has done so many great and wonderful things. It was that seed of wonder planted deep in my heart as a child that eventually caused me to believe at the age of 15 that I could come before him and say, Jesus, take away my sins, take away my failures and my shame, and let me be yours forever. And believe he would actually do it, and he did do it. The wonders of God brought the first century church together. And yet, here we are in modern day in the Western world. I think about this, that literally 216 years ago, men and women of old came together to decide the wonders of God are so amazing. Let's gather together and worship him in South Kenton County. Let's come together and form a church later to be known as Hickory Grove Baptist Church. Over two centuries ago. Here we are today still celebrating the wonders of God that people celebrated in the first century here in the 21st century in independence. We still celebrate those wonders. Let me read to you what it says in Psalm 78. I love this passage. The first seven verses of this beautiful psalm say this. My people, hear my teaching. Listen to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth with a parable. I will utter hidden things, things from of old, things we have heard and known, things our ancestors have told us. We will not hide them from their descendants. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders he has done. He decreed statutes for Jacob and established the law in Israel, which he commanded our ancestors to teach their children. So the next generation would know them, even the children yet to be born, and they in turn would tell their children. Then they would put their trust in God and would not forget his deeds, but would keep his commands. Friends, we must not be silent about the wonders of God. And today and this weekend, as we remember those who have gone before us, perhaps even those who had a heroic role in our lives, let's also remember the wonders of God. Let me give you three questions I want you to consider answering in your heart and in your mind today. What have you seen God do? What have you personally seen God do? Think about that for a moment. How about this? What have you heard God say to you? What have you heard him speak into your heart and your mind? Have you heard the voice of God in your life? Or how about this one? What has he done in your life personally? What is he doing right now in your life? As you think about your answers to those questions... Those are tales of the wonders of God. And let me be blunt with you for just a moment. If you cannot readily find answers to those questions, I would encourage you to go before the Lord today in prayer and say, God, increase my faith. Or maybe even begin your faith journey. Because if you have claimed the name of Jesus for however many years you've claimed the name of Jesus and you cannot answer these questions, you may not have faith. You may instead have this thing called religion. And guess what? Jesus came and died because religion doesn't work. 
It's not a religion that saves us. It is faith. It is relationship in a person, the person of Jesus Christ, God himself, that redeems us, that saves us. And perhaps you're missing that. God is awesome. He can do anything, and he has done great and mighty things. And I don't know about you, but I am in awe of him at times when I think about the things he has done. When I stop and reminisce about the wonders of God, it leaves me in awe of who he is. And I hope and pray I never stop being in awe of him. And you know what? I also hope and pray I don't shut my mouth about those wonders. May I not be silent about the wonders of God. They must be told and they must be retold and retold because of this. The wonders of God transcends the gaps. Now what does that mean? Well friends, the wonders of God is a language we can all understand. I can gather with some pastor friends of mine and somebody's going to start talking about some theological stuff. Someone's going to start talking about some cultural stuff and someone's going to start talking about different things and we may not get each other, may not fully comprehend where they're coming from. But when you start saying statements like, let me tell you what I saw God do. Let me tell you what God did in my life. And you start filling in those blanks. Oh, I want to pull up a chair. The wonders of God transcends the generation gaps. Listen, there's going to come a day where I'm wearing socks with sandals, carrying around my VHS tapes. My kids and grandkids don't want to hang out with me. But when I start talking about what God has done, let me tell you what God did. It was big, it was mighty, and it was huge. They're going to give it a listen. It transcends the generation gaps. I'm learning more and more that people want to hear about the tales of the wonders of God. And you have them. The one thing I love about this church that I think is so beautiful and unique and different. Look around you right now. Look around you. We have young couples with little bitty kids. We have senior adults who've been here for decades, worshiping and serving. I love this. It's a little piece of heaven on earth. The stories represented in this room are unbelievable. The wonders of God, who He is, what He has done. It's a language we can all speak. I've seen the wonders of God in my own life and I don't want to be silent about them because I believe that if we were to speak them out, not only will they transcend generation gaps, they transcend spiritual gaps. You never know how telling your story of the wonders of God, the things you have seen, the things you know about Him, that He has done in your life, will bury a seed deep down in the heart of someone else where they may just begin to believe that God can do anything, that He is actually wonderful. And you may not even live to see that seed germinate and turn into a glorious life of faith. But oh friends, if we don't tell it, if we don't speak out, then that seed will never be planted. I've seen the wonders of God. Have you seen them? That mamma who's gone on to be with the Lord at one point was diagnosed with cancer. And I literally got to see this woman stand up and tell the story of the wonders of God, of how God removed a tumor in her body. That they went back to the doctor at Vanderbilt University to see if it had shrunk and it just wasn't there. She told him who did it. I remember seeing my dad turn into a different man. 
A man who was a nine-year-old moonshine runner <laughs> eventually turned into a high school dropout. Eventually turned to an alcoholic. Eventually a man broken by disability and divorce. A man who rejected the gospel because he didn't want to change. Now a man who's a trustee of his church. <laughs> I can do anything. I've seen him do anything. I watch the wonders of God in my own family and in my own life. And I don't want to cease to be in awe of it. And I want to tell the stories for a next generation to know that he is awesome. And you have that story. Or maybe you don't. And if you don't, maybe today's the day your story begins. That you would come before a wonderful God and say, Okay, I want you to have my life. I give you the pen and let you begin to write my story. I'm done trying to write it for myself. He will deeply plant within you his wonder if you'll let him. And if he has done it, maybe this weekend or way after Memorial Weekend, you can reminisce a little with family, with friends, with neighbors, and say, let me tell you about how awesome God is. He has done great things. And we are in awe of Him. Are you in awe of Him?